Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Podcast Network Asia. I would tell myself as a kid, so always aim for the stars. Aim for the stars, you fall on the sky. Because if you aim for the sky, you fall on the ground. So uh, that's that's how I always approach everything. So always aim high. And then after that, it's it's really having a great support system. In terms of investors, you need to have people who believe in you behind your back. So it's not just about the money. It's really about having the right people behind you to support you for your growth. And... Good evening, good afternoon, good morning from wherever you're listening from all over the Philippines and from all over the world. My name is RJ Ledesma and welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about doing business. What are their success secrets? Can we replicate those success secrets? How have they innovated their businesses during this pandemic? But more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in this now normal? Is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Drop me a message. I would love to have them here on the show. I would love to pick their brains. Just uh, tell me whenever you're free. We're also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Pinas TV, and the Bounce Back Network. Now, if you've been enjoying my podcast and you are learning a lot from it, please do me a favor. Please subscribe and invite more friends to listen to the RJ Ledesma podcast. And you can also catch us on YouTube. Now, before we begin with our podcast, here's a quick shout out to my friends at Vessel. Vessel PH can help you future-proof your business by boosting your digital presence and making sure that you can attract more customers and more sales. If you want to learn more about them, just click on the description. Now, on this rainy Tuesday evening, I'm very happy to have my next guest. He is a fellow personality in the real estate industry. We both grew up in the real estate industry, and it's something very close to our hearts. And I, I particularly like talking to him because he has found, a like any entrepreneur, you want to find out a, a pain point or an underserved opportunity where you can disrupt or where you can change how the game is being played. And that's exactly what he's doing with this new app called Matchmo. Now, Matchmo is an online mortgage broker that helps clients with their home loans in the easiest way possible. Our guest tonight is Kevin Carion, who is the CEO of Matchmo, and he's had over 30 years of combined experience in both the fields of real estate development and banking. And his team aims to empower Filipinos in taking control of their home investments. What he does is, you know, it sounds easy. Uh, he matches clients with the best banks, where people can get the best loans, save time, uh, time preparing and submitting documents and get the best possible rates for their monthly amortizations. Uh, it sounds easy, but like they usually say, you know, the devil is in the details. Now, before working with a matchman in April 2021, he's had various experience. He was in the telecom industry. He worked for PLDT. He worked for Citibank. And for the past nine years, he was also working as an executive for a real estate development company. So, Happy to have a fellow real estate development person here on the show. Please welcome here right now, Mr. Kevin Carion. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hi, Jay. Great. Great to be here. So thank you for having me as well. <laughs> yeah. Great to finally have you here on the show. Uh, and before everything else, let's let let's just flash on the screen right now, Clark, uh, where people can check out Matchmo. And let's just leave it there on the screen. So as, uh, as uh, Kevin continues to describe what the business is, people can start checking it out on the site here right now. So Kevin, let's, let's get straight into the heart of it now. Many entrepreneurs are here on the show, many people who want to pitch their businesses to investors. From what I understand, you are in a stage of sort of like a pre-seed, right? Which means that 
people right now are interested to put some sort of like angel money yep. into the yep. into Matchmo. Yep. Is that yep. right? That's correct. So basically, I, I started the business sometime mid last year, around second quarter of last year, and. We just, I just wanted to bootstrap it initially and got a couple of friends to help me out with this. So initially, what we wanted to do was to gain traction at first. So how this started was, I noticed, if, if I may, RJ, already jumped yeah, up. So before, before, before we get into that in just a bit, no, I like it. I love it when the momentum is coming. But then uh, just a couple of things to get out of the way over here no, is when you say precede. Or you know uh, what? What exactly do you mean for the people who are listening? I guess for that term, for the first time, and what you mean a pre-seed when you're looking for investments? All right. So initially, it's it's for us to start developing the product further to jumpstart operations. So right now we've we're we're just about to close our pre-seed round, and yeah, it's it's really just helping develop the product to the next stage. So initially, we've had a couple of people within the team, and now we're just we're just at the point where it's just ripe for us to scale it already. So we've signed up more and more partners already. So it's just the perfect timing to to get to be able to close this round. Well, when you look at pre-seed, well, uh, that's, uh, if you don't mind, like that's more or less, what's the range of the amount that you have to, I guess, raise for a pre-seed round? Right now, from, from my understanding within the startup community, a seed round would go from a million dollars or more, so a pre-seed would so, would be in the range of something a bit less than that. Okay, and, and when you're looking at that one, just as a question, because like many, like I said, there are many young entrepreneurs or even mature entrepreneurs listening. Who do you approach? Is it friends, families, and 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 loved ones, or former colleagues? How did you sort of create the profile or, or create the, the initial investors? How did you how did you vet them and source them to be part of um, Matchmo? Right. So initially, uh, when when I started this, I, I did some sort of mini angel round with a couple of friends of mine who I pitched to because I they they know that uh, my my expertise has been has always been in the real estate scene and the banking scene as well. So really, just getting those the the first initial set of people to who really believes in you is really the key to growing the business. Then after that, you go to a couple of groups who who sees the value in helping you grow. So really, it it really starts within your inner circle first. Okay. And then lastly, you, know, uh, you talked about bootstrapping. And for people who, who might not be familiar with bootstrapping, it basically means you're, you're, you're taking the money out of your own pocket to, to finance this one. You know, one of the, the, the I guess, the, the most challenging and can be the most terrifying thing about this one is that the money is coming out of your own pocket. How did it, I mean, how was it like for you when you're taking the money out of your own pocket? Was it, that was a bit, I mean, up to now, are you still bootstrapping? Are you still putting some money out from your own pocket or is it right now all, all the money coming from the pre-seed round? Well, it's it's still a mix of both. Really, it, it was really scary at first. I mean, just just to start all over again, to bootstrap this this new company, you really have to be prepared. Probably I've 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 heard a couple of companies doing six months, one year, prepared to to be earning nothing. So really it's it's preparing that mindset. Okay, uh, expect to just your focus should be on growing the business. Don't think about money first for now, because if if you're if you're able to grow the value of the business, uh, I th- I I truly believe that everything else follows after that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I got that. Now, let's let's step back a bit more, no? and, and let's talk about Matchmo. And and 
you had to make that pitch to let's say you know your close family and friends to to some people who were familiar with you. What what is that what is that investment pitch that you made them? What is that big idea that you pitched to them about uh, Matchmo? Can you share that with us right now? Okay, so I've gone through two sets of fundraising in a way. So the first one was uh, a couple of friends. We were we were hanging out, and then I said, okay, I I think there's a huge market for this. I did some research and saw that in terms of loans here in the country. There's about a, hundreds of billions of pesos worth of loans, real estate loans specifically, being coursed through the banking system. So no one is really taking care of that segment. So I told them that I I, I think we can we can monetize this. Well, I mean, to make a business out of this. I mean, this is something I've been doing personally. I mean, I've been in the real estate industry for the longest time. And when I help out clients, sometimes banks do give certain incentives for the certain volume that I, I provide them. So I thought that maybe we can monetize this, offer this to the public overall. So, and then after that, we were able to gain some traction. So believe it or not, when when I started this last year, I had uh, one, two, one, two people under me and we've gotten, uh, f- during our first two months, we've gotten hundreds of millions worth of inquiries already of loans that we were processing. I had just about less than five people un- under my team. So, and then it, it just blew from there. So, and then after that, we grew. It wasn't, how do I say this? The journey wasn't just about just how, how do we monetize this, but it developed into something more. You know, I noticed there were a lot of Filipinos who wanted to, to have their own homes. So they had difficulty getting their loans approved, especially OFWs. So I've gotten some some notes from from clients that we were able to help out. They were really thankful that they had someone who were who was helping them process their home loan applications for them. So there, and then after that, it just just grew from there. Okay, so how would you describe what Matchmo is to the layman, to the somebody who who isn't from the industry, who isn't an angel investor? Yep. What? Would, how do you explain to them how does Matchmo work for them? So Mashmo is an is a one-stop shop home loan platform. So we basically partnered we basically partnered up with 15 of the biggest banks and financial institutions in the country. And then we profile you as the home buyer or the one who wants to get a loan. And then we match you with the bank with the highest probability of getting your loan approved. So it's it's as simple as that. Okay. And basically, uh, when you came up with this one, this was just, it's barely a year old and you were able to bring 15 banks on board, which I find pretty impressive. That must have been a lot of uh, legwork for you to go to all the different banks. That's my assumption, of course. Yep. Yeah, it, it was. But I guess it, it, it helped that I was a previous banker. So I just called up a couple of ex-banker friends. Ah. I mean, we, so that is, yep. the ecosystem was still in place, in other words. Yep, yep, yep. So I, I started with Citibank. So most of us, uh, Citibank was a great training ground. So most of us would transfer to to different banks. So I just called up a couple of friends and helped me out with setting this up. Oh, fantastic. It's great to hear that, you know, you know, that's, I think that's one of the key things that the people say that, you know, your network is your net worth. And that's, that's really what came out for and you that's true. when you were able to quick, quickly, quickly build this one over here. Just go into the chat box. And I mean, say, oh, you've got Paulo Vergara saying, proud of you, Kev. <laughs> and uh, Rudelin Pontilius Frias, hello, Sir Kev. <laughs> and CJ Lubugan, hi, Sir Kevin. I like, I like that the whole office is here right now listening to us and joining us. For this discussion yep. now now let me get let me so right now that we understand a bit more of, of how you know how it came about let's let's really go uh, i want to delve a bit deeper now into your background and how your background helped inform the creation of the app because basically we often say that you know an irritation leads to an inspiration which is basically how many entrepreneurs think like or you turn pain points into business yep. opportunities the other day you were you were telling me the whole story and I said let's save it let's save it for uh, for us here right now but help inform me how both your background coming from I guess from the banking sector and then the and then working in the real estate sector informed how you formulated the idea for Matchmo. So actually, the the idea of mortgage brokerage uh, is not new. Well, this is this is quite popular in the U.S. So I, I studied in the U.S. My, myself. Uh, well, part part time back in my college days, so I I was quite familiar with how the system works. And actually, in the U.S., 
a huge portion of the market of the real estate market goes through some sort of mortgage brokerage. I was just dumbfounded to realize that all along, no, there has been no mortgage brokerage here in the country. So with my background in the banking industry, I noticed how, well, I learned, I was able to learn how banks would profile or qualify buyers who wanted to get a loan in general. And then after that, my my experience in the real estate industry, I was able to to understand the pain points or the difficulties of home loan buyers, how how difficult it was for them to process loans. So basically, I, I was fortunate enough that I had both experience, both in the bank and in the real estate industry to, to combine those experiences. I mean, personally, I've bought properties from, from some of the top developers and no one has ever really processed how, helped me process with, with any of my loans. So yeah, I, I guess that's, that's about it. I was able to, to formulate the idea and then I just wanted to make it easier for everyone to, to get that home loan processed approved. I mean, at, at the end of the day, every Filipino's dream is to have their own home. So I'm, yep. I, I hope I'll be able to help more. Yeah, so I understand the first idea. You, the, the pain point that you saw was that you saw from both sides that banks want to loan, but you figured out who and who they don't loan to. In other words, you, you kind of got the, you hacked that one, you understood yep. that one. Yep. The other half that you understand is that, okay, I, I know the type of people who want to be able to borrow from the banks. And you, in your head, you, says, you sort of said, people do that matching, banks do that matching almost manually. Yep. So what, that was sort of like the irritation that you had, right? Yep. And that was something that was what we would call ripe for disruption. So how did you, how did you solve that? I mean, you you had the idea, but what was next after you had the idea of saying, okay, I, I can see the gap and I can see where I can disrupt, but what is that innovation that I can create? What value added did you, did you bring over there? Okay, so it was it was funny because I didn't have any idea how to exactly match those 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 two uh, ideas. So I went on my computer. I I tried to I just tried to create my my own algorithm in a way. This is basically the knowledge that I've gotten from working in the banking industry. So this is what the banks want. This is the buyer's home profile. So basically what I was able to create was the the home buyer puts in their profile. And then based on their profile, we get a bank that has that matches the basically the, the profile that they want from a buyer. So that's how I was able to formulate it. So when we were starting this, we didn't have any website. We had like yeah, we, we didn't have a website. We just have we just had a Facebook page and I had my two people going around Facebook, like asking around for, for help. I mean asking around for people who wanted to get a loan who needed help and uh, lo and behold, there, there was a huge ton of people who needed to get a lo- their their loans processed. So I had that one person collecting data from from other people, their their inquiries, and then the other person going into Excel using my formula to see if there's a match for for this specific buyer. And we were able to refine that formula over the next few months. And then we were able to start the, the website eventually. So that, that was sort of like your beta testing, right? The, the first part was your beta testing. Yeah. When you, it, was, it's a, it was a very manual process, I guess, you know, when, you were, when you're doing that at the start, you hired. I mean, this is an amazing story for me as an entrepreneur because basically it's you just say, here's my Excel formula. There's an algorithm. It works. Let me hire two people to test whether or not there would be a market for this, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then when you got so when you, when you started getting those people coming in and you were test, testing the formula, what was the next thing that you had to do from there? I mean, now because now you had to talk. Obviously, now you got to talk to the banks, right? Yep. What was your next? What was your next step from from there? When you had to after after you had to you know you got you had a pool of clients, potential clients. What did you do from there? How did you how did you go to the banks and start offering? Hey, this guy looks okay. How did you start middlemaning? Well. It's 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 actually it's something I've been doing for the past what nine years with the banks being in the real estate industry. So it was fairly easy. So I just submitted their their applications. I told them I'm almost 100 percent sure that this client is gonna pass based on the profile of the clients that you told me that you want. So so it's not just a simple okay this is the profile. So it it goes through a the client has to go through a very rigorous process with well rigorous in a way in through through the back end but in reality we we've, we've sped up the whole process within 3 minutes 
But once the clients were in, it was as simple as for us assisting the client, submitting their documents, automating everything, having everything done online. And it's as simple as that. We were able to forward it to the banks and process their loans from, from there. Okay. So what I'm thinking right now is that when you were still in your real estate development company, you still had to help clients in a way process their loans with the bank, right? Yep. So you knew exactly that process. So you knew you would you would vet. I understand this. So basically you you, you try to compile all the documents, either what, what the bank needs or what Pag-ibig needs, and you go, okay, if there's certain documents that are not appropriate, uh, you can tell, you can already tell right now who gets rejected by the bank and who gets passes from the bank, right? Yep. So you sort of just said to the bank when you went there, hey, we've already established a previous relationship. Um, let me can, let me test this one. Let me test if these clients will pass you. Is that, is that sort of what you did? No, actually, it was still a bit manual during my, with, with, with the other company, but I was able to automate it just when I started this this company and, and really focus on this. Yeah. So I mean to say you were able to, what you've learned from the real estate in, from your real estate company was that that, that and that sort of connection that you made with the previous banks that you went to. That's why you were able to access them again when you came with these new clients that you got from your initial match mode. Yeah, both. Well, it's it's really a mix of my my network there and my network as as a banker. Okay, fantastic. That, that's that, that's what you know. I, I often tell people that you, you don't lose anything eh? if if you worked in pre other industries. You actually take uh, what you've learned from there and you're able to reapply them in your new business, right? Yeah. Or in, in whatever field that you take. Now, it must have been quite uh, when you first got into it and it started working out. What was the next step that you did when you said, "Okay, this"? The, you, I mean, you, you must have. That's where you bootstrap, right? You spent your own money. Yep. And then you, 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 you. That first, I guess, for the first two employees that you got, you spent your own money, and you were going about this one. How was it like for you? The process. I mean, that that must have been exhilarating, but but scary at the same time because you are spending your own money, and you weren't sure if it was going to work. I, I guess it's it's all about managing risk. I, I guess I can say I'm a finance guy, so creating buffers, making sure we're able to hit our targets properly. It gave me more comfort in terms of the numbers. So for instance, I, I had to prepare a, a specific amount of runway to make sure, okay, I need to be able to cut losses if it does not work within X number of months. But we were able to make it work. So we just I just started growing it from there. Okay. So... How was the scale up from there? I, I want that's this is the part I'm curious about right now. From from two employees to where you went, what did you do next? What did you do next after after your Facebook page phase, right? And then the two employees started working out. At that point, you were saying, "Hey, this looks like it's going to it's going to work." What was your next step? Did you did you say, "Okay, let, let me invest somewhere. Let me go to an angel investor." Did you say, "Okay, it's time to quit my"? I guess you, you belong to a family real estate development business. Like many of us who get into real estate at the start family, and right? did you have to say, dad or whatever, um, uh, what, what, is, what is the process? What is the next process from there? Yeah, well, I, I guess I, I was fortunate that um, my family was able to let me uh, step aside out of the family business and be able to, and allowed me to focus on this. I mean, really... It was it was really 50-50 at first, but then I noticed I was able to. There there was some traction, and uh, that feeling of being able to help more and more people through the platform it just enforced my idea further. Okay, I really have to do this full time, so that's that's what I did. And then after that, as part of scaling, I did approach a couple of friends to who believed in me, and then was able to help me out in terms of the funding. So. Yeah, it's that. That's that's how we were able to grow it. Wow, and it grew pretty fast. Just give me an idea right now. How quickly were you able to onboard the fifteen banks? Because that's a great part from a from a from a from a mark. I'm a marketing guy, so minus, that's a great credibility builder or reason to believe you because you've got fifteen banks behind you. Yep. Um, how how quickly were you able to get the fifteen banks on board? And Tell me also about the, the the client growth. How fast were you able to acquire your clients, and just how how what's the portfolio right now that you've covered so with, with Matchmo? Okay, in in terms of the bank, we were able to secure them within within a month or so. In terms of getting everyone together, I mean, I I basically had all the connections that I needed. I had a very lengthy relationships with 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 most banks already, and. Other banks actually started to pick up on what we were doing already, and they were actually the ones who were approaching us. In terms of client growth, 
it's, it's quite sizable. Just to give a, a ballpark figure, in terms of loans that we're, we're processing right now, it's really by the billions already uh, of pesos that's, uh, that's still being processed. I mean, loans we're still trying to process within within the platform. So it just shows you how big of a of a market this this could really be. Um and having said all that, no, and you said that you were expecting maybe six to six years to one month in any startup business, you you're not expecting yourself to make some money, right? You're actually burning because you're trying to build you're trying to build traction for the app. Uh, can I ask in that regard, what is the business model that that you guys are looking at? Is it sort of like uh, on a commission basis for every for every successful loan, is it a subscription model? Uh, tell us a bit more about how how do you expect Matchmo to make money? So the the great thing about Matchmo is we offer this service for free to to our home buyers. I mean, home buyers who do want to get a loan. For us, we do get a an incentive from the banks. But regardless, if you do go straight to the bank or go through the platform, uh, interest rates still stay the same. Okay, but then how how do you make money? How how does how does Matchmo make well, money? That's that's it. We we get incentives from the banks. We get uh, incentives. Some, some, uh, so we we get some sort of commission from the banks. Uh, okay, so uh, yep. again, uh, using the marketing mindset, yep. I, I just I would use the word commission. Yep. So it's the bank that it's the bank that gives you the commission, and not not as, there's no success fee that the buyer has to pay for you nope. if the transaction works. None none at all. Yep. So I guess it's really volume, which is the key, which is the key driver for the business. Then the more accounts that you bring in, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it it really has to reach a certain economies of scale before it makes sense. Otherwise, if you were doing this one account at a time, it just doesn't make sense in terms of time and effort being put in. That's right. I'm just gonna go back to the chat box. I've got I've got a comment from my good friend, actually, really great guy when it comes to digital. Uh, and online sales. His name's Gabriel Alaan. Sir, you're doing a great job through Kita to create an automated sales funnel for free. It will increase your conversion by 10x versus a website. Uh, he works together with a good friend of mine, Fibo Lim. So, uh, good person to look up. I, I can hook you guys up later on. Thanks, right, thanks, Gab, for listening. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening to the show. And uh, specialties real estate, by the way. So, the other one over here is uh, from Raquel Arellano Mendoza saying, match mode the best. Wow, you've got a lot of people uh, commenting over here. So, Everything's in place here right now. So I just want to know, what, what are you planning for the next... Uh, and we did encounter each other in a real estate event. So I, I can see where you're basically taking things. But wh- where do you see the company, at least in the next year or so? What do you plan to do to, to grow the business now? Okay, so initially when we started this, we were just focusing on retail accounts. Like buyers who wanted to, to purchase properties from from another individual or so but we noticed that our turnaround time with with that profile just just took a little bit longer than expected so we had to shift our efforts so i guess part of the of the learning growing the business is trying to understand trying to improve your your data your analytics your numbers in terms of turnover in terms of speed speed to market so we noticed that there were a lot of home buyers being left unassisted by by developers in a way. It's not that it was intentional, but it's just that the volume of accounts that they're handling, it's it's just too much for for some developers already. So and it, same goes for some agents, some real estate brokers. So the 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 customer journey that you have to understand is personally if I've if I bought a property from a real estate developer from a an agent or a broker you usually have these people selling properties for you. You put in a down payment. So for the next two years, you you pay that 20% down payment. So by the time the two years is done, most likely that agent or that broker would have transferred to a different company already. So usually as a buyer, it's going to be difficult for me to, to understand, okay, now who's going to help me? So that's where we wanted to come in. So with the shift within the next six months to one year, really our focus is uh, more partnerships with real estate developers for us to be able to help their home buyers get their loan approved in a faster and more efficient way. Actually, it's not just getting their loan approved, but getting the best rates for them as well. So really more partnerships that we're looking into. Actually, we've signed several real estate developers already. So hopefully we're, we'll, we'll be able to announce them within the next two, three months maybe. So, so basically the idea is that 
again, for people who might not be familiar with, with real estate, no, it, there's either selling as secondary projects, meaning projects which are already, you know, yes. fully built homes, somebody owns it and they want to resell that home. And there's what you call project selling and project selling is really uh, selling houses directly from the developer for first homes, right? Yeah. And most of your projects are for first, are more, more for first home buyers versus second home buyers. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That's, that's correct. Can you help us better appreciate the, the value added of the app? Like you said, it does <clears throat> decrease the processing time and it also decreases the uh, the the interest rate on the loan, right? Or even the down payment or, or, the, or the amount of down payment of the loan because I guess what it does is that it helps you because you match, you're able to vet better, the mass, the bank is able to read the risk better because you send it to the right customer. Could you just give us sort of like a, a, a case study of where that happened where you, where you see that b- before it took this long, when Matchbook came in, it became this this uh, this this much shorter, and also uh, what would have been the original, I guess, interest rate or down payment, and it was it was decreased by Matchmo as a result of the use of the algorithm. Okay, all right. So, what 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 happens is how are you able to cut down the processing time? You have you have a typical buyer who who needs to get a home loan approved. They go to a bank, to a random bank or bank who they probably have deposits with. And they give their applications and they hope they get their, their loan approved. The problem there is a typical home buyer or for in some cases, some real estate developers fail to understand that banks have so many criteria that they look at for each specific client that they, uh, that they want. What the system does is the client basically has to go through the platform. They have to put in certain informations and based on their information, we match them with the right bank. So this, I'll, I'll give you a, an example. We have a 50-year-old client who wants to get a 20-year loan term, and the client is an OFW. So what the system does is, okay, see, we have a choice of three banks for now. So what the system does, okay, so the client would be 70 years old by the time the loan matures. So basically, the system is saying, okay, Bank A and Bank B allows clients up to 70 years old to loan upon loan maturity. But Bank C only allows clients up to 65 years old. So basically what the system is saying, okay, we won't recommend Bank C to you anymore because it, it has a limit of up to 65 years old. So next, for the next profile, client is an OFW. So what the system is saying, for instance, the client is an OFW, so bank A tries to avoid OFW. So we have you, you have to understand that there are certain banks that try to avoid OFWs. It's really not to discriminate, but it's just that they had a very high impact. They were they were heavily impacted during the pandemic in terms of their OFW market. So they try to so avoid it, it, the risk profile of the bank. I best can can accommodate them at that point in time. Yeah, sort of like that. Yep. So basically, again, so what the system is saying, okay. Bank A does not recommend OFWs for now. So bank B check, bank C check. So what the system is saying, okay, you need to check all the criteria based on your profile. And then that's the only time that the system will recommend a certain bank for you. So the fastest thing in terms of processing this is we're able to find out immediately which bank we should be going directly to. So it's not very random. So it's like, okay, we have one specific client, a, a very young uh, manager uh, in his 30s. So he wanted to get a 2 million peso loan. His salary was 49,000 pesos per month. So he did all the paperwork, everything. So it took him two months just to get that loan processed. So it, he waited for another two months. So all in all, about four months to, to get that notice that he was rejected for a very simple reason that he did not meet the minimum income requirement of the bank, which was 50,000. So can you imagine shorting by just 1,000 pesos and you had to wait four months just to just to get that feedback? So through our system, we're able to find that out within in, in as fast as three minutes. And then how about, I know that you told me a story that you were even able, able to decrease, I think, even down payments or even the, the interest rates on some loans because you're able to match properly. Can, can you share with me a bit more about that? Because that's what... I guess many of the buyers want to want to figure out how how Matchbook can really help them out. Okay, so the 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 key thing here is home buyers are usually presented one or two banks. They're not presented a whole lot of of banks. So I'll give you a very clear example of how we do things. So we match with a bank. 
you then you then see a list of banks that you are pre-qualified with. And then after that, you will see the the up-to-date real is the, the interest rates being the prevailing interest rates. So a very clear example is we had one specific client who wanted to get a who, who bought a property from Seren from it's not Serendra, but uh, somewhere in, in DGC. So client get, got a 15 million condo unit. So he was only processed with one specific bank because that was the preferred bank of the real estate broker. So the client of the broker of the broker of the broker of the real estate broker. So he got approved. The monthly was 110,000 pesos per month. And then the client was able to come across our website and then went through our system. And we were able to help him save 15,000 pesos per month in terms of monthly amortization. So that's about 12% in terms of monthly amortization. So for an average Filipino, if you don't know, it's, it's really hard for you to be able to tell which banks offer the lowest rates because it changes sometimes on a monthly, on a quarterly basis. So it's hard for you to keep track which banks could be offering you the best rates. Through our platform, you'll be able to recognize which banks do so. Okay. Uh, we've been talking about your platform a lot. I guess it's time to show people a bit more of what you've done. I mean, you've gone just beyond the al- just getting the correct algorithm in place, and I'm sure that you've added to the original algorithm that you've developed to make it more responsive to the to, to the learnings that learnings that you've gotten so far. Let's Clark. Let, let's let's help um, let's help him flash it here on the screen. So for those listening to us uh, via the podcast, you might not see it, but just visit uh, their website, which is www matchmo m-a-t-c-h-m-o dot p-h again that's matchmo.ph so tell us a bit more about how you develop the site bring run us to, brings to the page all right so once you once you go to the website you simply have to click the type of property you wanted to loan so for instance we are looking for a house and lot we have to understand what what's the property status right now we have to know how much is a property value that you're looking into we have to understand when the last down payment would be we have to understand the developer's name. So, for instance, ABC Corp. Let's put ABC Project first. So, I'll put here loan purpose, loan value. So, say, for instance, I wanted to loan 4 million pesos. The loan term is 25 years. So, employment type is, say, I'll, I'll, put, it, I'll put in OFW here. So, my employment status, I've been a regular with my company, employment tenure. I've been with my company for about five years. So, Next is uh, we have to understand the gross monthly income of the home buyer as well. So uh, there's such a thing called uh, debt burden ratio. So the debt burden ratio is something that the bank considers. So X percentage of your income should be allocated for once your payments of loans because you have to understand the banks understand that as as home buyers you do need to you you have other obligations such as food, education, transportation, those sort of things. What's the, what's the usual percentage? It's about 30% that goes to housing from your salary, right? Or that's basically that, that's the usual rule of thumb, right? 30% yeah, that, goes to being at the home. Yeah, the home exactly. so that, that's, that's the rule of thumb. So the problem there is it's not really 30% for all banks. So it, it really differs from, from bank to bank. So, so there's a whole slew of data that you really have to answer here. Basically, you, you fill this up. And then, what, what, what can you, if you don't mind, because people, people listening to us won't be able to know what, what you're supposed to fill up. What are the other things right. that oh, you, sorry, should, sorry. you yep. should fill up? Yeah. All right. So, after that, you need to check on your date of birth, your nationality. So, we have to check if you have your own credit card. Do you have any canceled credit card? Because this f- forms part of the some sort of credit scoring that we did internally. And then, after that, it's something that we have to ask the home buyers if, if they have any other loans for. If they do have any other loans, this forms part of your debt-to-income ratio. So again, the 30%, it could go much less if you are paying for certain other loans, such as car amortization, car loans, or personal loans. All right. So in the system, we, we have to understand if you are single or if you're married. If you are married, we ask for the spouse's income or any other loans that they have, they have been paying for or they are still paying for. And if you do have a co-borrower, uh, again, that forms part of the credit score as well. So a co-borrower could be someone, uh, so a, a close relative, such as a brother, sister, or parents. So, and then after that, you go on, put in your personal details. So just put mine in. 
So then after that, you, you click submit. So what's important here is that actually it's sort of like what you did was I went to a developer. I liked his house. Then I asked him, can you please give me your payment terms, right? It's sort, of, it's sort of like you do, right? And then you go to Matchmo, then you input those payment terms in Matchmo. Anyway, yes, 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 correct. So you put in the, the loan value that you wanted to loan, and then you'll be able to find out if you are qualified for a loan based on your profile. So it looks very simple, but the work be, uh, behind it, it really took us a long while for us to be able to formulate a very a very a- accurate algorithm. So basically what the system here is saying now, we have 15 partner banks. So based on the profile that we did, now you only have nine partner banks, uh, nine, nine banks that matches you, that matches your profile. So if you recall, so for instance, we, we asked for a 25-year loan term. We're an OFW with an income of 150,000 pesos per month. So now what the system is saying, okay, I'm, I'm an OFW with Security Bank. I, I'm able to get a, a 26,000 pesos per month on monthly amortization. But if I wanted to get a loan with BDO, I would have to be paying, sorry, 35,000 pesos per month. It's because the loan tenor or the, the maximum loan tenor is now reduced from 25 years. I have to finish my loan payment within 15 years based on this profile. So it should, so there's, there's, there are certain for parts of the system here where basically it's, it determines the maximum loan tenor and the interest rates best suited for you. So that's how the system works, basically. Great. I got Kurt Vaughn commenting here on the chat box saying, great platform, especially for first-time home buyers. Can you, can you bring that out, Clark? Thanks so much, Kurt, for the comment. Yeah, I, I agree, no? And can we continue right now? Uh, Kevin, what's next on the platform okay. that you can show <clears throat> us? So after that, you simply click apply. Now. So the, the great thing about this is home buyers can actually apply to all banks all at the same time if they please. So it's not it's not so difficult anymore. Like you'd have to go to different banks, you'd have to fill up multiple application forms, which could be very tiring, time consuming for for an average person who, after a long days of work, would have to fill up two three pages long of bank application forms. So they simply have to go here. They can click all the nine matches for them. Click apply now, and then after that. Uh, we have our online home loan application form. They fill this. They fill up their application form, and then after that, uh, they fill up. They simply have to submit their their documents online, and then once they've submitted the documents online, they simply have to click save. And someone from our team should should be able to call them immediately within twenty four hours to assist them with their loan. So. Is the application also a digital application already going out to all the different banks or your team will help facilitate the home loan application with these different banks? We help facilitate. So it's not immediate that we that the system forwards it to the bank. So we still have to go through some sort of screening after the client has filled up the application form. Okay. So in other words, this is the part that it's not the intervention here. The algorithm is just... The bank, the bank matching, and then moving on from there, the application, it's partly manual, but this is because uh, but the, the, the probability for success in a specific bank is higher now because you've already matched them. Yep, exactly. So it's, it's, it's sort of a win-win situation across the, the, the stakeholders, uh, especially with the banks. Banks are happier actually dealing with us right now because they know that we filter the clients that we, we give them as opposed to random brokers who randomly give clients to them who they have no idea if they are qualified for this bank or not. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, so you're also solving a pain point for the bank, so it makes it e- it's, makes it easier because you've sort of pre-qualified. That's what they need. It's a pain point for them. The, the processing is a pain point for them, eh, for each of the clients. Yep. 
Oh, yep, exactly. But, so, but when you get here, my, my question right now is, okay, when the app starts to grow and you start to scale up, there are two things, no? Because you're saying that you get an incentive from the bank. How big do the incentives have to be for it to make finance? I mean, as you grow the business and, the, you know, I'm looking right now, the, the business model is just one way, right? It's, it's these incentives from the bank. When, when it scales up a bit more, are you going to create more, I guess, income streams or business models for, for Matchmo to grow? aside from just those incentives, or, or are those incentives enough? And, and secondly, the other question I have is that as you scale, no, this might be a bottleneck, the idea that you probably get thousands of applications, but the point is, again, it becomes manual again at the end point. No? How, how do you plan to work that out in the future, those, those two things? So actually, the, the objective for us as, as part of our pre-seed stage is, uh, one of our objectives is to be able to automate most of the work already after, after having done some manual processing for the past for the past couple of months. So the next steps is really improving the process, making it more efficient for us to be able to cater more and more to, to more and more Filipinos. Okay. And then how about in terms of I mean I guess the different income streams that you expect to come in or the, the business model for for you guys. I know right now you said the incentive is the business model coming from the banks. Will that be the primary business model? And is that enough to sustain the growth of the company, or are you looking also at expanding into different areas where the, where Matchmo can uh, create more income? So for now, we wanted to focus more on on our incentives from the banks, but in the near future, it's something that we are looking into as well is providing financing as well for 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 fellow Filipinos. I mean, there's there's a huge market for for loans, uh, more specifically housing loans. So we wanted to cater to more and more Filipinos. It's it's just something I find a bit I find it a bit disappointing in terms of the banks of how they profile home buyers. I mean there's a huge market of home buyers who are who aren't simply qualified to who are not qualified to get bank loans simply because of their their risk profile or how the banks somewhat profile them so the, this this would be the gig economy so vas so i'm i'm still trying to find a way for us to be able to help this segment this market to to provide their uh, homes for them okay i i see I, I what i'm seeing right now is you're seeing another pain point as well that you want to be able to loan to these people but they can't because it's a gig economy so it's i guess matching now i guess other types of financial institutions outside of banks who might be able to loan to these people as well. And I guess providing an algorithm for those non-financial institutions to, or, or financial institutions, but not necessarily banks, to be able to loan to the people in the gig economy or that, you know, that, they, that might be perceived as a larger risk by traditional banking system. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yep. Got it. Uh, we've got Julius Francisco commenting here right now on the chat box. Agree 100% taking home loans to the next level better and faster. Thanks so much, uh, Julius, for that comment. Now, Kevin, I want to go back again to, to one more thing as you, as you continue to grow the business as well. And you know what? As an entrepreneur and uh, coming from real estate and finance and putting this together, that's what I find brilliant. Sometimes you, you know, like, you know, despite industries or related industries, you're still able to identify pain points which you can grow. And in this ecosystem where you're, where you're trying to make mortgage home lending much easier, right? What have you seen as the other opportunities where entrepreneurs can play in that ecosystem? What, what do you think, if you weren't doing what you're doing here right now, you know, what, what do you see as emerging opportunities within that finance and, and real estate ecosystem that, that can still be uh, leveraged, especially by, by, by smaller entrepreneurs or people who, are, who have, the, have the hustle and the entrepreneurial uh, drive to do something? Yep. Well, I see what what I noticed here is how long it takes to to get a formal or a centralized credit scoring system within within the country. So it takes so long for I mean, in in the US you you can get your credit score as as fast as that. So I'm hoping that someone or hopefully maybe us we'd be able to create that sort of system in terms of credit scoring, which makes it easier for for real estate developers, real estate buyers to be able to identify really if they're eligible to, okay, buy this property, be able to afford this property or, or, I mean, I, I think it's, it has something to do with, with some sort of centralized credit scoring system. Got that. Got that. And what do you see in terms of the opportunity when it comes to the, the real estate sector as well? I mean, the, the real estate sector has been growing and it, it still has to grow. I mean, 
as it is, there's there's a huge backlog in terms of housing. There's about 6.5 million worth of backlog in, in housing right now. And it just keeps on going because there is more demand than there is supply being provided by all the developers on an annual basis. So hopefully it's it speeds up and it 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 there's there's nothing else but for for us to grow from from here. Fantastic. Got that. And, and now I think this comes to the more interesting portion. I wanna pick your brains a bit more about you know what you've learned over the past couple of years. You know, so you've moved from from the banking industry, you moved to the real estate industry, which is family business. You jumped into doing your own business. You were able to you were able to at least uh, transition into putting up a startup with the support, I guess, of the of the family. No, what 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 do you what would you like to share in terms of I guess three of your most potent life and business lessons uh, that you've gained and that you think you know if you share with some entrepreneurs here right now, they'll, they'll be able to hack their process towards you know business uh, business success or at least business continuity. I guess number one, uh, it's it's really all about grit. I mean, learning how to to hustle. I mean, doing the same thing over and over again. Just you just keep on pushing and pushing. I think that's all entrepreneurs need to have grit. And then there's there's this other thing that I've always put in my head as a kid. May may sound cheesy for for a bit, but I always thought this this is this is how my, my this is how I I I I thought for myself. So it's a very cheesy <laughs> line, but I always wanted to. So people say always aim for the skies or something like that. So I would tell myself as a kid, so always aim for the stars. Aim for the stars, you fall on the sky. Because if you aim for the sky, you fall on the ground. So uh, that's that's how I always approached everything. So always aim high. And then after that, it's it's really having a great support system. In terms of investors, you need to have people who believe in you behind your back. So... It's not just about the money. It's really about having the right people behind you to support you for your growth. Got that. So again, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It was, I think it was chock full of great information, for, especially for up-and-coming entrepreneurs and people who want to get up in the startup industry. My, my biggest takeaway is that it's, it's so, for me, it's pretty brilliant that you were able to put together the two industries and still identify a sector which, you know what, despite the, the length of time, nobody else has really picked up on. But I'm sure there's competition nipping at your heels by this time because, you know, great ideas, people want to copy. So again, you're developing your own, what they call secret sauce, which is the algorithm. And of course, the, your, your network was really one of your strongest, one of your strongest competitive advantages at the same time. So again, good luck for all those who want to try out matchmo.com. You can visit their website. That's www.matchmo.ph. Again, Kevin Carion, thanks so much for guesting here on the show. To everybody who, who joined us, please join me next uh, Thursday for the next RJ Ledesma podcast. Again, Kevin, thanks for guesting here on the show. Thank you so much, RJ. Thanks a lot. Thank you, everyone. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.